So this month, our theme is creativity. Imagining what you could do because you're made in God's image. And on week one, our bottom line was God made everything. Now, boys and girls, you were very good last week at remembering what God made each day. So do you think you can remember this week? So on day one, what was it that God made? Yes. Night and day, very good, night and day. What about day two? What did God make on day two? Yes. He made, yes, he made the, um, the sky and the sea, okay, on day two. Let's see if the adults maybe know what God made on day three. So any adults want to offer what they think God made on day three? Land, yeah, very good. Land on day three, land and vegetation. Back to the kids, day four. What did God make on day four? Yes. Um, well, that's, yeah, birds and fish on day, no, that's a, 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 day, a day too early. So that's coming up soon, though. Day four, anybody else? Yes. Okay, that's coming up soon. Adults, day four. What did God make on day four? Yes, the stars, the sun, and the moon. It's really hard, isn't it, to remember all, all the days? Day five, then. Yes? Brilliant. Day five is the fish and the birds. And day six. Now, where did that animal answer come from? Was that you? Yes? animals on day six and people and that's what we learned about last week how God made you how God made us in his likeness he made a man and a woman and we learned about the individual gifts that God has given us and how we can use them to worship and serve him and on day seven God rested so this week, we're going to fast track ahead to see how God made you to know him. Boys and girls, I wonder, have you ever been told you can't touch something or can't have something and it really makes you want to have it? Well, in our house, in our kitchen, we have somehow developed a cupboard that has earned the name the Sweetie Cupboard. Because over the years, at times, I would have bought a packet of sweets or chocolate and I'd put it up in that particular cupboard, thinking I was hiding it, so that if somebody was going to a party or we were going to someone's house, there was something nice to take with us without me having to run out to the shops. But sometimes I would open that cupboard looking for something else and I think, oh, the sweets there. And then as I go about the kitchen, I would keep thinking about those sweets and thinking how nice it would be to have one of them. Or maybe the kids open the cupboard just randomly and um, they see that there's sweets there. They maybe go back up to study at their books and every five minutes they're maybe thinking about those squashies in the cupboard and how it would be nice to have one. So it's not surprising at times when I go to the cupboard for a packet of sweets to take somewhere that I find either that the packet is opened or it's not there at all. 
So in our story today, we are going to hear about someone who was tempted to take something that they were told not to take. You see, God made man and woman in his likeness, and um, God named man, what did he name man? Adam, and that means in Hebrew, humanity. And what did he name the woman? Eve, good boy. And that means life. And Adam and Eve reflected God's goodness and character, and they enjoyed a one-to-one relationship with God. And oftentimes in the Garden of Eden, they would walk and talk with God, and their life was perfect. But God gave them one rule to follow. And this was it, and I'm reading from the Bible. You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Because when you eat from it, you will certainly die. You know, boys and girls, it wasn't even just about the tree. God was giving them a choice to make. They could choose not to eat from the tree and obey God, or they could choose to eat from the tree. He was giving them a choice, but in eating from the tree, they would be disobeying God, and they would be saying to God, we don't trust you, and we don't need you, and we think our own way is better. Later, Adam shared God's rule with Eve. Um, Remember, it was just one rule to follow. You'd think that would be pretty easy, wouldn't you? Well, let's see what happened. So Adam and Eve had their dinner every day from um, the, the fruit of other trees and from what grew in the ground, and um, they enjoyed their life in the Garden of Eden. One day they were walking through the garden and they were walking quite close to the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And we don't know what it was that made them walk closer. Maybe it was the sun glinting through the, um, the trees onto the fruit shining. But Eve walked closer to the tree. And when she got close by, a voice startled her. And she turned and saw a snake peeping out through the branches. And the Bible tells us that the serpent or snake was really Satan's voice in disguise. Did God really say that you should not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil? He hissed at Eve. Well, Eve explained that God had said that they could eat the fruit from any tree in the garden except from this one tree. And she said that even if they touched it, that they would die. And the serpent crept closer along the branch and spoke again. You will not die, he said. God knows that if you eat the fruit from this tree, that you will know things that you have never known before. Like God, you will be able to tell the difference between good and evil. Well, the serpent's words hissed in her ears and sunk down deep into her heart like poison. It was as if he was saying, God doesn't know what is best for you. You know better. And if you will eat this fruit, that you will be happier than you have ever been before. 
Do you know, boys and girls, Satan still whispers lies like, the us, that, like that to us today. He might say, God doesn't love you. Or your own way is better. If you live your own way and not like those Christians, you will be happier than you have ever been. Those are some of the lies that Satan tries to tell us. Well, Eve glanced at Adam and without saying anything, they probably were thinking to themselves, why would God keep something good from us? This isn't fair. And so Eve reached out her hand to touch the fruit. She had a choice. In a split second, she had a choice to make. She could touch the fruit or she could have a chance to pull her hand away. What would she do? Well, quickly she reached out and she snatched the fruit down. She took a bite, tasted good. She handed it to Adam and he took a bite as well. But boys and girls, even before the taste of the fruit faded from their mouths, they realized what they had done. They realized that they had disobeyed God and they could feel almost like a chill in, in the garden. And they saw things that they had never seen before. For the first time, they realized that they weren't wearing any clothes. They had never noticed that before. And they felt ashamed. And so quickly they started to put some leaves together and try and cover themselves up. And when they were doing that, they heard God's, um, God walking in the garden. And they, they thought, we need to hide quickly. They felt so ashamed. And as they hid, God called out to Adam, where are you? Do you think God didn't know where they were? He did, didn't he? Because God knows everything. Boys and girls, God knows and sees everything we do. We maybe do something and we don't, we think no one else is looking, but remember, God sees. And in our thoughts, even we maybe think things we think nobody else knows, but God knows because God knows everything. And um, Adam answered God, and this is, I'm reading from the Bible, I heard you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And God said, who told you you were naked? Did you eat the tree, the fruit from the tree I told you not to eat from? And this is what the man said. It's the fault of that woman you put me here with. She gave me some of the fruit from the tree and I ate it. And the Lord said to the woman, what have you done? And the woman said, it's the serpent who tricked me. That's why I ate the fruit. It sounds familiar, doesn't it? Because that's exactly the sort of thing we try to do when we've done something wrong. We try to blame someone else to try and take the heat off us. But God's heart was sad. He had made Adam and Eve to be his friends, and now that friendship was broken because of what they had done. And he told Adam and Eve that they were going to have to be put out of the garden and that their lives from now on were going to be difficult, that they were going to have to work hard to get the fruit and um, food from the land and that they would face great pain and someday they would die. 
boys and girls, the Bible tells us that all of us have sinned as well. You might think, not me. Not me, because I'm a good person. But even no matter how hard we try to be good, we still disobey God. Maybe we get very angry. Maybe we lose our temper. Maybe we're jealous of something someone else has. Or maybe we simply are living our lives to please ourselves, but not to please God. And the Bible tells us that our sin too separates us from God and stops us from having a friendship with God unless something is done about our sin. Now Adam and Eve had to struggle um, to make their food every day. And as we read on in the Bible, it seems that things really did go from bad to worse, that the people continued to sin until God was so saddened that he decided to send a flood to the earth. But we know that God's story doesn't end there that he loves his children so much. He loves us with a never-stopping, never-ending love. And he loves us so much that he had a wonderful plan so that we can be friends with him again. One day he would make the world perfect again. And so God's plan was this. He sent his son, Jesus, to be born and then later to die on the cross for sin. When Jesus died on the cross, he took the punishment for sin, God's punishment for sin. But you know, boys and girls, Jesus was perfect. He had never sinned. So it was the punishment for our sin that he took on the cross for your sin, for your sin, and for my sin. He died for you. He took your place so that if you are truly sorry for your sin, if you are sorry for the wrong things that you have done, if you pray and tell God that, that you are sorry, that you want to live his way, he will forgive your sin once for all time because Jesus took your place. Um, and that's what we were made for, a friendship with God. And one day, if you do that, you will go one day to be in heaven with him forever. So here's the thing I want you to remember today. God made you to know him. That's our bottom line for today. Can you all say that for me? After two, one, two. God made you to know him. That's what I want you to remember. Do you? Do you know him? I don't mean do you know who God is, but do you actually know him as your friend? Have you asked him to forgive your sin? And if you have, I wonder, are, are you actually living to please him um, are you living Jesus' way? Because that is what God created us for. God made you to know him. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you that we can talk to you like our friend and like our father because of what Jesus did, that you made us to know you. 
Thank you for how much you love us and how much you gave up to make sure that we could be part of your family forever. And if we know we are not part of your family yet, I pray that even today we will pray and say sorry for the wrong things we have done and ask you to forgive us. Help us by your Holy Spirit to live each day, week by week, spending time getting to know you, just as you created us to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.